Hello, Vitality Explorers, and welcome to another edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. My name is Dr. Alan Mishra. I'm a board-certified orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist, and I am delighted to be with you as we try to optimize vitality one person at a time. That is the mission, that is the goal of this podcast and the work that you can find on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. We try to execute on our purpose by providing our readers and listeners with the latest scientific information about how to improve your physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. This week, we're going to talk about how to build your own blue zone. We're going to talk about peppermint as the new performance enhancer, possibly. And we're going to review some time dimes from the philosopher Seneca. Now, time dimes is sort of my slang for awesome um, discussions about time. And Seneca thought a lot about that concept. And we will finish this week's podcast with some of Seneca's musings about time. Uh, One of our other goals is to take the friction out of staying vital and help you make deposits into your vitality bank account. You can access the references to all of this work on Vitality Explorers uh, on Substack. You can also sign up at VitalityExplorers.com for a free text message newsletter that comes to your phone for free once a week. So let's dive into the first topic for this week, and that is how to build your own Blue Zone. Or really this sub sort of subtext is how to cultivate a personalized vitality zone or something I'm going to be calling in the future a Vita Zone. All right, so the Blue Zones, and there are five of them that are recognized around the world. Um, one of them is Loma Linda, California. Another one is Nicoa, Costa Rica. The third one is Sardinia in Italy. Fourth one is Ikaria in Greece. And the final one is Okinawa in Japan. And the the reason these are interesting is that blue zones are communities where a significant percentage of people live beyond 100 years. So they're centenarians. Okay, so they're centenarians, excuse me. And these communities have the following in common. It's fascinating. They're not perfect, but sort of I've summarized a lot of work and I'm going to give you four things that they have in common. Number one, the residents of these communities seek to live at or near their ideal weight by eating a healthy diet. And that's things like plant-based foods, healthy fats, such as olive oil. That's number one. So they eat well. Number two, residents focus on the development and maintenance of deep family and social networks. That's two. Uh, number three, residents engage in physical, regular physical activity to maintain their strength and endurance. And number, and they typically do this outside, by the way. And number four, uh, residents foster a strong sense of faith throughout the community. So those are sort of the four characteristics that are consistent about these blue zones. And there's some pictures of, of these places, which, by the way, also tend to be beautiful. So I'm going to put that one in there. They live in a beautiful place. And the concept of the Blue Zone was popularized by author and speaker Dan Bettner and his book, The Blue Blue Zones, and uh, there's nine lessons for living longer from the people who lived the longest. I like that title. Nine lessons for living longer from the people who lived the longest. So you can check that out uh, if you wish. Now, what, what I found fascinating about the Blue Zone effect and the idea about this is that, you know, location and culture really do contribute to this effect but people matter much more. And that's really important in our overall trajectory of our lives or how we are going to lead our lives moving forward. And so when I came up with this reading about the Blue Zone, I also 
I've had this thought in my head of this this quote, and I could I never really got it right, so I wanted to study it a little more. The quote is, "quote You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with." Now that, as far as I can tell from researching it, came from author and motivational speaker Jim Rohn, R O H N. And again, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So I keep thinking about that, and I'm a little bit of a math geek on this, and I actually don't think we are the average of the five people we spend time the most time with. I think we're the product of the people we spend the most time with, the five people we spend the most time with. So that means that the people we surround ourselves typically you know, are a reflection of our, of our values. They're a reflection of our aspirations, our dreams. And here's why I think it's the product, not the average. Because if we take this concept and we say, okay, these five people around us, if we identify five people who can help us and five people that we might be able to help in some way, that results in mutual enrichment. That doesn't result in the averaging, the overall effect. And focusing on how to support each other, I think it results in a massive upside for everyone. Now, this also means that we need to try to avoid those people, those energy vampires that suck our blood and bone marrow because that's going to bring down either the product or the negativity. So trying to uh, trying to surround yourself with five people um, that can help you and that you can help in the context of some sort of living arrangement where you focus on some of these concepts that are in the blue zone, you know, such as eating or living at your ideal, eating appropriately so you're near your ideal weight, exercising consistently, and fostering a sense of faith, I think can help us create our own personalized vitality zone. So you don't have to live in one of these five places. You can construct it. All right. Now, this is a, this is a concept I've been working on uh, over the course of the last six or eight months. And I think our personalized vitality zone is, is a combination of physical surroundings. And again, the five, four, five, six people we spend uh, most of our time with. And we can create a vitality zone where we are energized, purposeful, and connected. All right. But I think we need to think of that as like a garden. All right. So if you want to cultivate a garden that bears fruit, you can you need to plant long-term physical vitality. If you want to plant a vitality garden, I know I'm kind of stretching this uh, analogy here a little bit, but in order to create a fruitful vitality garden, you got to plant those seeds of long-term physical vitality by making the time to get out and take a walk, hike, or bike. We need to till that soil in the garden of our communities and be intentional about whom we spend our time with. And and this is really important. We'll talk about time at the end in, in the context of the uh, ancient philosopher Seneca, but we can we need to be really focused on how much time we spend with other people and who those people are and try to be selective to find and, and spend time with people that make us better and that we want to make better, okay? And that, that goes with the, the sort of the fourth one is we should fertilize our friendships and family with love whenever possible. And then we can harvest our gardens and share the bounty with those in need, okay? So I, I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this, but I think you get the idea that you do not have to live in a blue zone to have to create and you have this potential to create your own vitality zone. So one of the key components of that are those four or five people. So sort of a sub idea I had here is creating your own vitality squad or vi squad for, for short. And this is or these are the four or five people that 
you can help become a better version of yourself. So what should you do to develop your own vice squad or vitality squad? Fill that squad out with people who challenge you to improve your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. Fill out that squad with people you believe in, excuse me, fill out that squad with people who believe in you and in your dreams. Fill out that vice squad with people you can help in a meaningful way. And finally, fill out that vice squad with people you want to invest your precious time in for the long term. So this is a core group of people. It can be your friends, can be your family, can be your colleagues. But that vitality squad or vice squad is a huge component of your, your overall vitality zone if you want to create your own personal blue zone. Now, I think that there's a lot of vitality zones that already exist in our world. And these are people or groups of people that are dedicated to a transformative cause. That's sort of the concept of believing in something bigger than yourself or having faith in the community. And I identified these when I recently spoke at the Tugboat Summit in Sun Valley, Idaho. And the Tugboat members are a group of people focused in creating um, long-term companies. They call them evergreen companies. These are companies that are dedicated to creating value for their, for their customers and employees over a very long term, sometimes um, hundreds of years. And they are farsighted. They're not myopic in their business and personal goals. Really fascinating group of people. Really interesting to be farsighted and not myopic when you think about your business and your personal goals. And they are leading energetic, purposeful, and connected lives in their own vitality zone. Um, so take this concept. Think about your own personal vitality zone. Take a three-by-five card, a small piece of paper. You know, Think about it as a garden. How can you cultivate it? But begin to plan. Begin to figure out what seeds you want to plant and where. And make time also to be supportive of others in their life journey. Uh, you know, that's like the idea of being a productive member of somebody else's vitality squad. So, again, these are sort of new ideas, new concepts. You can post your comments below. You can also see some pictures on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Um, but I'm hoping that the concept, the constructs of the Vitality Zone and the Vi Squad or Vi... Vitality Squad will help us with some scaffolding, some ideas about how we can you know, lead our best lives. You can re also review some of the references to this on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. We're going to move on to some really interesting data about peppermint. And can peppermint be the new performance enhancer for your brain and your body? Now, pause for a second and try to remember some of your high school biology and you know some, something called your cranial nerves. And cranial nerve number one is your olfactory nerve. And that is a nerve that is in your nose and it goes directly into your brain and it is responsible for our sense of smell. But it also influences a variety of pathways in our brain. So we're gonna review some of the data, not all of the data, some of the published data and some of the most recent published data on why some specific essential oils help stimulate our brain and body. Now, I started again down this particular rabbit hole. I seem to be running into a lot of rabbit holes recently. But this one, when I stumbled upon this paper called Overnight Olfactory Enrichment Using an Odorant Diffuser Improves Memory and Modifies the un Uncinate Fasciculus in Older Adults. Lots of gobbledygook in there, but basically here's the conclusion of this recently published paper. Quote, olfactory enrichment administered at night produces improvements in both cognitive and neural functioning. Thus, olfactory enrichment may provide an effective and low-effort pathway to improve brain health. So the paper included 43 adults, 
age 60 to 85, and they were randomized to be exposed to a diffuser, which is basically like a little humidifier that rotated between seven different essential oils for the two hours as the, as the were going to bed. The oils included rose, orange, eucalyptus, eucalyptus, I'm not really saying that well, lemon, peppermint, rosemary, and lavender. Now, the control group consisted of just distilled water in the diffuser, but both groups used the diffuser slash little humidifier. And again, you can see a video of, of a diffuser that I bought online if you want to look at the Substack site. But here's an example of what they found. A statistically, quote, a statistically significant 226% improvement was observed in the enriched olfactory group compared to the control on the Ray Auditory Verbal Learning Test. So that's pretty impressive, right? So you're just going to sleep. You're 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 inhaling these essential oils through a passive diffuser in your room, and you can improve your ability to for your brain to function. So the paper concluded, quote, we have shown that minimal olfactory enrichment at night using an odorant diffuser results in significant improvements in both verbal memory and the integrity of a specific brain pathway. Wow. Okay. So couple that with this second paper where I found that pe peppermint was placed on the tongues of university students in and, and trying to improve their overall physiologic performance. Now this is a little bit of an older paper. We're going to go over some other references at the end. But here's the, the, the name of the paper. Instant effects of peppermint essential oil on the physiologic parameters and exercise performance. So this looked at 30 students, average age of about 25. And, and here's a quote. Um, about what they did. Participants in the experimental group received 50 microliters of pure peppermint essential oil on the tongue using a sampler, and the control group similarly received just mineral water, unquote. Uh, they th then looked at a variety of strength and respiratory parameters, and here's what they found. The subjects that, were, that received the peppermint had these, which, which are kind of staggering. So remember, they just put a little peppermint on their tongue. 36 percent increase in grip strength, 7% increase in vertical jump, and then a 35% enforced vital capacity and a 66% increase in peak inspiratory flow rate. So it improved their strength, it, it improved their ability to drop, jump, and it improved some of their lung functions. What's even more interesting is they found faster auditory and visual reaction times in the participants exposed to the peppermint oil. And they found this you know, to be pretty, pretty impressive. So the paper concluded that peppermint enhanced a variety of physiologic parameters, including strength, respir respiratory function, and reaction times. Now, what's fascinating also is that the, both of these papers have preclinical. What do I mean by that? That can be in, in cell culture or that can be in an animal model. But in, in animal models, they found both of these things to be true, that peppermint and or other essential oils improved either the brain function or the physical function of, in, in the case of the papers, rats. But here's sort of the Vitality Explorer analysis and recommendations. I think peppermint and other essential oils um, have a lot of data on the, on the basic science and a little bit of data on the clinical side to suggest that they could be beneficial for both your brain and your body. Now, these small studies that I just quoted need to be replicated and they need to be tested in different populations. But again, we were looking at older, older people for their memory and we were looking at younger people for their strength and, res and respiratory function. Um, but I think the potential to improve our brain or body function by simply sniffing peppermint oil, it, it flat out staggers me, right? 
I think we need to continue to review this space and, and I promise you I'll report back or if anybody knows more data sources about the scientific, not unscientific, but the scientific value of essential oils for our health and well-being, um, please, please post a comment or you can send me an email at am at dare to be vital. All right. So we've now talked about things like creating your own vitality zone or your own blue zone. We've talked about peppermint. Um, again, you can look at the resources for this on the vitality, excuse me, the references for this on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. Um, and uh, I appreciate everybody who's listening to this. If you're enjoying listening today, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please also share this with your friends and family to enhance their vitality. We are going to finish this week's Vitality Explorer Substack, or excuse me, Vitality Explorer podcast today with time dimes or how to optimize your most precious non-renewable resource. So we cringe when we waste money. Like if we waste money, we really don't like it. But why don't we cringe when we waste time? Many of us worry about wasting time less than we worry about wasting money. But we can, we can eventually, in some way, shape or form, probably make more money. But we really don't know how much of our time is remaining. We've talked about time a lot on Vitality Explorers because it is so important to our overall well-being. And so this idea of time dimes is my slang phrase for awesome statements about time. Now, the, the ancient Stoic philosopher Seneca dropped a bunch of time dimes in a letter to his father-in-law, Polinius, in 29 AD. And this was entitled On the Shortness of Life. And here's one from Seneca. Quote, it's not that we have little time, but more that we waste a good deal of it. And I put up a little video about Seneca and his time on YouTube, and there's also a link to it on the Vitality Explorer Substack site. You can look at that. But here's another time dime from Seneca. Quote, one man is exhausted by ambition. Now that sentence in that little letter has been hammering me and haunting me because it's just a little disclosure here, a personal disclosure. I sometimes exhaust myself by trying to fulfill my ambitions. And this happens more often than I really want to admit. Um, I, I absolutely never want to be accused of being lazy or of wasting time. But sometimes I then fill my days with things that I think are noble or, or really important ambitions. But that pursuit often depletes me of my energy and it obviously spends my time. So... I, I absolutely want to be able to execute at an elite professional level, but I also want to take care of myself, my family, my community, and the world. And that led me to a very difficult question that I have not been able to answer. And that, is it possible to be good and also be great? Now, I absolutely want to take care of my, myself if I can, my family, and my community. But I also want to contribute something amazing to the world with my work and my interactions with other people. But sometimes these two ambitions are in direct conflict with each other. So I've been trying to read more about time. And this is something that I certainly have studied and I've taught about. Um, but I, I, got, I got haunted by some of the other things that Seneca said about time. And here's another quote. After my 50th year, I shall retire into leisure. My 60th year shall release me from public duties. And what guarantee pray have you that your life will last any longer. How late it is to begin to live just when you must cease to live. 
So I've been in the same practice for 25 years in the Bay Area, and I've seen a lot of patients over many, many years. And I've seen some people age well, and I've seen people, some other people not age as well. Um, and I think a lot of people are pursuing financial security, and then they're waiting to a, to a specific time to begin to, to, to live their lives. And the reason I focus so much on time on Vitality Explorers is I absolutely know we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I, like many of you, really want to drink as deeply from the pool of life as possible. Um, I also, again, want to contribute as much as I can, and I'm very willing to get bruised, bloodied, or have my dreams broken if I'm living in the arena instead of just you know hanging out in what Teddy Roosevelt calls the hanging out with what Teddy Roosevelt calls the cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. So this may be a little oversharing here, but I think we all decline with time. We all have to face death. The question is, what are we going to do with our time that we have remaining? And that led us to the final time dime from Seneca. Quote, unless you seize the day, it flees. Even though you seize it, it will still flee. Therefore, you must vie with time's swiftness in the speed of using it. And as from a torrent that rushes by and will not always flow, he must drink quickly. So here's the Vitality Explorer analysis of, of, of Seneca's time dimes. And here are the top three lessons that I learned from him. Number one, stop being exhausted by your ambition. Number two, seize the day and live in the now. And number three, fight the epic struggle to be good and also be great. So thank you for indulging me with this last one here about time dimes. I, I welcome your comments and suggestions about how to optimize time. My goal with this last one is to spark a meaningful discussion in the context of uh, Seneca's wisdom about time. You can, you can post your comments on the Vitality Explorer Substack site or below during this week. Again, we, just to review, we've talked about living in your own blue zone or building your own blue zone. We've talked about how peppermint may enhance both your brain and your body. And then we finally finished a little bit with time dimes from Seneca. So I hope you'll continue to work on the three core Vitality Explorer concepts. And that is that vitality is a skill that you can, you can learn. Number two is vitality is a gift you give yourself by taking ownership over your decisions. And the final one, and we talk about this over and over again, is to bet on yourself and then watch your vitality soar. Thank you again for listening to the Vitality Explorer podcast. You can find the references on vitalityexplorers.substack.com. You can, can sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for a free text message newsletter about how to enhance your vitality. And I hope you have a wonderful week. And until next time, get out there, bet on yourself, and dare to be vital. Thank you very much.